is going on, y'all? It is your boy, Player X, here with the Semi-Limited Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in for yet another installment of the pod. You know, I just want to give love and say thanks to everyone who tunes in, shares the podcast, uh, comments their thoughts, enters the giveaways, interacts with us, and all those ways in shape and form. I appreciate it all, guys. We are slowly growing to be one of the better podcasts for the TCG area. Uh, with our last year having, uh, I think, 40-plus viewers in the top podcast slot uh, for their own personal leisure listening. And we can't thank you guys enough for a great year last year, but obviously can't wait to crank things up and see what we can get to this year, more or less. Uh, before we get into today's episode, which will be going over what happened last weekend in Las Vegas for the 3v3 Team YCS... Uh, we're going to be going over some of the things that went on, some of the tech cards, a lot of the uh, decks that were played, yada yada, all that stuff. But before we get into that, as usual, got to go over all of their plugins. So with that being said, please go to the link tree link in the description box below to follow all of our social sites. You can click that tab and all of our sites come up, whether it be the YouTube, or it could be our Facebook group, our Instagram, you never know. Uh, you can go down there, be a follower or a subscriber to any of the platforms. We'll be doing mad giveaways. We've been doing uh, more giveaways this year than we've been planning on doing last year. Starting with the box of Phantom Nightmare that is going to be given away in our Discord uh, server. We actually just started that giveaway. So you have time to click that button, go down to our Discord server link and join it. You can hit a button in our general chat, which will allow you to enter into the raffle and then to enter into the raffle, you just have to comment also in general chat what your favorite episode of the podcast uh, pack, what your favorite episode of the podcast was. So once you type your favorite episode of the podcast and then you go down there and enter, we will be doing the drawing. I think uh, a couple days from now, it'll probably be I think Friday that we're gonna be doing the drawing for you guys. But you guys can get one free box of Phantom Nightmare as long as you were within the United States or Canada. Uh, also, shout outs to Unplugged Gaming in Mainly New York for sponsoring the podcast. They are the ones giving us this box of Phantom Nightmare to give to you guys. So be sure to show some love to them and join their Discord server in the description box below to be a part of their TCG communities. Whether you play Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, uh, Magic the Gathering, any of the other uh, TCGs that are around, feel free to go down there, join the communities, get interacted with the player base. And then if you do wind up showing up in the store, be sure to tell you that the boys over at Semi-Limited uh, Podcast sent you, and they'll be definitely sure to hook you guys up. And then the last point, be sure to catch Brad, AKA Mr. Perfect, who streams every Saturday night on Twitch at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. His Twitch will be in our link tree link down below as well. You can click on that. Usually you can catch him on Saturdays doing practices for big up and coming events like our OTS championship that we have to do over the weekend. Maybe some deck theorying, a little bit of master duel. You never know with him. So be sure to catch his streams every Saturday night. Uh, once again, on Twitch, link in the description box below to catch all the great things that go on over there and be sure to interact with him because all the things that happen on his stream, he's sure to report to me on and you, got, you might even find yourself in our Friday night wrap up. With that all being said, let's get into today's podcast episode, which is the Team YCS in Las Vegas, Nevada, that took place uh, February 24th through 25th last weekend. This YCS was the most competitive YCS that we've had probably in a while. Players have been waiting on going to this event for, uh, I don't even know how long, since basically Phantom Nightmare dropped and we had this format to kind of be able to explore 
Uh, but with over 570 teams in attendance for the event, uh, it was ready to be a crowning victory for one of them. Uh, they were all ready, all pumped, and uh, anticipating to try to get that uh, that trophy, or at least all three of those trophies for each team member. With that many teams, the two-day event had a nine-round Swiss in total, seven on day one with another two on day two, leading into the top cut for the event. And the venue was jam-packed with amazing duelists, uh, both big and small, uh, and as they battled it out for the title of the YCS champ for the Team 3v3, for sure. I mean, you had players like Kamal Cooks, Jesse Cotton, and Ryan Yu were back there. Uh, Xu Ping, he took the stream. Uh, Pack and Tam's Team Sam X1, as well as Hansel, who was the winner of the YCS when we first got out of COVID. So... A lot of notable names there, even past guests such as Slim YGO and his team. He had Asian Persuasion and another one of his buddies on there. Um, they got some feature match airtime as well, so shout out to them. I think they were Team Yu-Gi-Oh Yu Grandpas, if I'm not mistaken. Made me chuckle a little bit when I saw it because you know they uh, they do uh, call themselves and more or less reign supreme as the Grandpas of Yu-Gi-Oh. They've been just doing it around for so long. Uh, so it was great to see them get a little bit uh, of airtime as well. But all this was going down to lead to one spectacular event altogether. I mean, we had Syracuse, New York. We had a little bit of a streaming party for it day one uh, of the event with local players and enthusiasts uh, coming from all over just to watch the action before our locals on Sunday. So we had people coming over Saturday, order some pizza, watch the vibes. We, we play tested as well as watching all of the duels going on. People just came in and out. So I appreciate everyone who stopped by and showed a little bit of love. Appreciate you guys for coming out. As well as for our locals on Sunday, we were taking some of the things that we were seeing on day one stream, all the tech cards and like that. Like, and for instance, even Jake Curtis was playing Typhons, or sorry, Typhoons, I should say, in his main deck on Sunday just to test it out because he saw his opponent on it on uh, the YCS. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, so we're actually uh, taking implements from this event already, even the day wasn't even, or the event wasn't even over for that matter. Uh, we eventually got down to the top cut of the event, and the heat never turned down a single bit. I managed to catch the semifinals and the finals of the YCS myself, uh, and although it was a little later on that weekend, I didn't quite see it as it was happening live. But boy, were those some phenomenal players competing, and man, I gotta give it up to Pac-2, who definitely held it down for his team for sure throughout the whole event. Supreme Pro was like being basically managed by Pac. He's Definitely one of the seasoned Yu-Gi-Oh players for sure. And he has multiple feature matches. And it was just crazy to, to watch the way he was thinking, his lines of play. Uh, even down to his mannerisms and just like the confidence he spoke with when he was making his plays, calling out to his teammates. Uh, even the way he <laughs> was talking to his opponents at the finals thing. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about that summer limit. Uh, we're definitely going to win. And I honestly, just for him to make the call that his opponent had summon limit off of just a small amount of information that his opponent gave him, that was spectacular to me. I was really, really taken away by it. Pac is definitely one of the better uh, Yu-Gi-Oh players in, I would say, the our side of the hemisphere for sure. Man, it's just crazy. There's a reason why they call him the Goo God. Uh, but it, as great as a duelist as he is, though, he was still taken down by the finals winners, uh, Team Jahari Brothers, and that included 
some of the past guests on the podcast and multi-YCS winners, Chris LeBlanc and Hani Jawari, alongside his brother, Hassam Jawari. The team had Chris in slot A playing Fire King Snake Eyes. Then we had Hani in the B slot playing a janky version of Fire King Snake Eyes as well that we'll get into a little bit later. And then Hasim in the C slot playing Pure Snake Eyes. It was crazy to watch how that finals unfolded because to my knowledge, what I was uh, told from one of the other players is that actually Hani didn't file his deck list the right way. I think that he either wrote the wrong type of Kirin or the wrong type of, uh, it had to have been Kirin because we saw the Grunings play live. Uh, but he had the wrong Kirin play, so he was not playing the new version of Kirin that actually came out in the structure decks. He was playing one of the older versions. So because of that, he wound up having to cut the card completely and played without any of the Fire King Kirins in his deck for someone who was playing Fire Kings and not playing the, probably the best hand trap one. It was a little bit of a disadvantage, to say the least. But uh, the man, Hani, he's something else. He stuck it out, and even with a faulty deck list or... Uh, I would say an incomplete deck. He still managed to win all the way up to the finals and taking it with his brothers there. It was was just crazy. I cannot believe that that man not only beat the, one of the greatest teams that in that room for sure, uh, but did it with a hindered deck on a crutch, which was crazy to me. Like that's just showing the amount of intensity and the amount of uh, high skill level that that players like Hani have when they step into the competitive circle. Uh, going on to more of the stats from the tournament. With 50% of day two competitors on Fire King Snake Eyes and another 23% playing Pure Snake Eyes, it seems like we are most more than definitely into a tier zero metagame again. Now, it's been quite some time since we've been in a tier zero metagame. Uh, the last I can recall was the tier elements tier zero metagame, which we had in the latter end of 2022 going into the 2023 season before they were neutered on that ban list coming up before that. Uh, and a lot of people were not taking to the tier zero meta that we had back then very very uh, I guess engagingly they were very very hit or miss with it some players liked it some players didn't like it some players loved it some players hated it no one could really be down the middle on it you either liked it or you loved it but this tier zero meta seems to be a little bit different like the deck's not uh, it's it's a little bit on the expensive side don't get me wrong to get like that initial uh, Floor to get into that deck is a little bit high but once you're in there like it provides so much value for you i think that this is one of the most better tiers that i met is that i personally been in maybe that maybe you guys might not have been in but i personally have only been in about like one and this is all right this is my second one going into and i i, I would much rather play snake eye mirrors than tier elements mirrors any day of the week i would rather have a 15 minute turn one than a 45 minute turn one and then the you know, I'm just sitting here watching my opponent play a combo and milk half their deck for the entirety of the match. It just made no sense to me. I don't know. I didn't like it. Uh, but it was really, really great to see that there were so many other decks in the room as well. Uh, not only was there Snake Eye, Fire King, and then Pure Snake Eyes as well, but we also had decks like Voiceless Voice making an appearance, Branded Despia, even Cash Tira and Flunderese was definitely in the room. Her early players were still there. Uh, people were still playing the Sinful Spoils package, but with Rescue Ace instead. And then, of course, we had Labyrinth and Medium there as well. And I think there was even a Sprite player who managed to take the top cut slot 
in one of the deck lists that was going on out there. So it was crazy to see the diversity of decks in the room, but still 50% on Fire King Snake and then 23 on just pure snake. That's a whopping 73% on some sort of Snake Eyes deck in some way, shape or form in this event. I think that's kind of crazy if you really think about it. It was at a point where Konami officials stated that they were going to try and air as many non-fire matchups as they could on the stream for day one because they knew that there would be so many of them on day two, which was pretty much smart of them. Uh, we saw things like the cashier going against uh, other decks and then like uh, we saw Flunderies going against Sword Soul, uh, a bunch of Voiceless Voice. And for some reason, the Voiceless Voice players were all seeing their uh summon limits i just that was just glued to their hands for majority of the top cut matches it was, was kind of crazy to watch uh but yeah there was a lot of decks in the room so just to say that you can't compete with, unless you're playing fire king is to say the least like a, a lie but it's definitely showing like that there is a lot of diversity that can't be had in formats like this so if you are complaining because you don't want to play the fire king deck that's cool you don't have to although it does have half of its deck be like a little bit more on the budget side because it comes from a structure deck but you can play anything else so like as long as you know what the meta does and you have a, a good idea of what like the snake eye cards do what the fire king cards allow you to uh toolbox into and stuff you're able to maneuver the waters and play whatever deck you kind of feel comfortable with especially if you're playing a bunch of tech cards like the tech cards that we saw over the weekend today was phenomenal we saw a bunch of them being thrown out over the weekend, including cards like me, uh, Heat Wave, the Typhoon that I was talking about, which is like a quick play hand trap, back row removal. And then even uh, down to the finals, we were seeing cards like Obedience to Lullaby being played to be able to steal cards from your opponent's deck. And let's say you didn't have your Ash or maybe a Pop or an Oak, and you know your opponent does, you can uh, go ahead, call that card, take it from your opponent's deck, either put it to your hand or special it onto the field, both of which are crazy effects. Uh, you can take hand traps from each other, yada, yada. So at the cost of 2,000 life points, you're basically able to take whatever cards you want from your opponent's deck as long as you call the card correctly. And they were all seeing crazy impacts in the game and as well as crazy impacts on the secondary market. Even cards like Obedience to Lullaby was like a $2, $3 ultra before uh, the event. And now it's spiked up to somewhere between like $15 to $20 all the way up there. It's crazy. And I did like all these picks as they were designed to keep their pilots ahead of the curve with hidden goo uh, that people weren't ready for. And boy, was the goo gooing. Like a lot, all these tech cards were really crazy. You got people at my locals like, oh, let me get a heat wave. Let me get a heat wave. Uh, Obedience to Love by obviously skyrocketing. Typhoon, I was telling you. Uh, our boy Jake was playing in the uh, locals the day after just to try to get some testing with it. Like a lot of good cards. A lot of minds that were thinking of different avenues and different lines of play. And I was, I was loving all of it. This was a, a phenomenal event. Uh, with the exception of uh, Mr. Team Samurai X1 over there, uh, catching a game one loss for whatever his next sanction event is. Uh, the man was on stream for the last two rounds, if I'm not mistaken. And then the last second to last round, I should say, he received a PE minor. No, it had to have been a major if he got a game loss. It had to be a PE major for unsportsmanlike conduct. And that was because if you guys were watching or paying attention to the stream, as you guys were paying attention or watching, there was a nice play that came from Sam or uh, his opponent, which led him to say, God damn. And I think it's funny. I wish he would have just accepted the fact that he did say it. Like, because when the judges brought it up, he tried acting like he said, God, God damn, like how the new guys are saying it. The, the, 
Gen Z people. Damn. So he did try to play it off and say that he was saying something else instead of goddamn. But we all know he's, he says this very, very often. He says it on streams and in person and stuff like that. Uh, so as much as he tries to hide it on his YouTube channel, he can't hide it in person, especially when you guys are on the big screen with all the mics and the cameras right on you. Everything, every little thing is going to get picked up. So unfortunate for him to have to get a game loss for whatever real big sanction events he goes into. But at least he's not banned from anything. At least they didn't get anything serious than that. They still got second place at that event, which was still crazy to do. Uh, and especially after coming off of just winning one, uh, I think Pac just won the one in Central America the week before or like the couple weeks before. So it's crazy for him to come on all of them to just go right back into it after having basically no time off. And then getting right into back into another big event like this. It was crazy to see. Uh, so, but my last thoughts on the YCS would be how I guess I'm a little bit disappointed uh, because how I called last week that they wouldn't air any amount of the Time Wizard 3v3 uh, tournament that happened over the weekend as well. Which was one of the bigger hyped up side events that took place. I tweeted, I think on Friday. No, I think I, if it wasn't Friday, it was Saturday. I think I tweeted from the account saying that I'm going to call it right now that they don't stream any single bit of it. They're probably going to announce it, yada, yada. Although I was wrong about the announcing it, they did announce that there was one going on. They didn't announce anything else as far as like how to see it, how to be a part of it, how to, you know, get maybe the uh, feature match that gets written about it or whatever like that, the article. None of that. So I was very, very disappointed to see that. Uh, I think all the Yu-Gi-Oh players all over would have loved to see it and turned out for it. Uh, other than that, it was a really uh, dope event. I really did enjoy the stream. It was all action-packed. Uh, all the playing that took place was crazy. And a, a lot of the high-intense moments were, were very, like, you kind of, like, empathize with these players. Like, uh, some people were saying that Honey were giving Pack a little bit of shit at the end. Uh, I don't think it was really a bit of shit. Like, these guys are competitive. It comes with the territory, especially when you're playing with people who you know or play test with on a frequent basis. Uh, so, this kind of comes with just the comfortability, I guess, of being around each other. And not that he was trying to be disrespectful towards Pack. I felt like. It was just more like a, hey, guys, I think I got this in the bag. I don't think it matters what I end on. I, I don't think he's breaking his board, so... Kudos to the stream. Uh, congratulations to Pack and all of them for getting second place. And a bigger congratulations to, obviously, Team Johari Brothers, which is Hassam, uh, Hani, and Chris. You guys did phenomenal work. You guys got another uh, YCS in the bag, and it's great to see that. It was much needed to help fuel us here in Syracuse, as well as other players probably around the area, uh, as well as helping us to prepare for our OTS championship that we will be participating in this weekend, March 2nd at Millennium Games in Rochester, New York. So for any duelists out there in the uh, Rochester area or Western New York area, feel free to stop out at Millennium Games. Uh, March 2nd, which is a Saturday, is going to be at 10 o'clock a.m. for the uh, OTS championship that will be held out over there. We'll be in there in attendance, taking videos and footage and deck profiles and all that stuff from you guys so feel free to if you see us out there stop us by and say what's up and you know interact with us as much as you can but with all that being said guys we're starting to run out of life points i just wanted to talk about the ycs that happened there was a lot of talking points and a lot of things i wanted to get off my mind uh but with that being said before we run out of life points just want to go ahead and kick back all the things we were talking about be sure to click that link tree link down below join all the social sites especially our discord because when you see our discord uh general chat right there you'll be able to enter our discord giveaway for one free box of phantom nightmare given to us by our sponsors over at unplugged gaming in manly's new york who you can go check out their discord as well in that same discord box 
sorry, in that same Linktree box. Also, you can be ahead, go ahead and catch Brad, aka Mr. Perfect, who's affiliated with the channel, streaming on Twitch every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I don't think he'll be doing practice for the OTS Championship because we will be at the OTS Championship later on Saturday during the day. And then he'll be streaming at night, so he'll probably go over his matches, maybe play test with a little bit of you guys, talk about what was going on, what worked for him, what didn't, yada yada. But you got to go catch his stream to find out what's going on. And with all that being said, guys, I am Player X. This has been the Semi-Limited Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you, and good night. Bye.